You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. here know how to pray. Does anyone know how to pray? Awesome. So I was thinking about it and I was like, I was going through the Bible and I was like, what is a proper way to pray? It's like, okay, we can just talk to God, which is several ways we can talk to God. But in Matthew 6, 5 through 13, Jesus actually teaches the disciples how to pray. And so the disciples come to him, and they pretty much ask, hey, Jesus, how do we pray? And he says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So I want to stop there where it says, pray to your father who is in your secret place. And I think that is so powerful. Because what separates from one Christian to another Christian? Have you ever seen a Christian where you're like, whoa, the Spirit of God is over them? And it's like you just feel the anointing of God over them. And I feel like when you feel the anointing, it's because they are in their secret place. They're praying and interceding and they're spending time with God. And the anointing of God is flowing through them. It's in the secret place. And that's where your anointing comes from. If you're like, man, I'm just a Christian, but I just come to church and this is what I do. But what can I do to get into that secret place? How can I take my anointing to the next level? Because yes, we have our tickets to heaven by just saying, I believe in you, Jesus. But you know, sometimes we need more. If you have encountered Jesus, if you know who he is, it's like, God, when you are in the secret place, all you want is more, more and more. And the more you are in that secret place, the more you fall deeper in love with this Jesus because you can feel him. You know he's alive, he's real, he's speaking to you. But that happens when we choose to be in the secret place. And so here we see even Jesus says, be in the secret place. Know who your father is. And then he goes on and says, In this manner, therefore pray, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Awesome. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much 
Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you so much for every person here. I just pray that the floodgates of heaven will just be over this apartment, over this city. I pray that you just begin to speak to me and that I deliver your word according to your will. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first thing God, Jesus says is, our Father in heaven, that's the first thing he says. That is implying that Jesus wants us to recognize who God is as the Father. A lot of people, even to this day, think God is this angry, mean God that just wants to strike you down. And we see it all the time with people out there in picket signs who are yelling at other people when that's not the reflection of who God is. See, can you imagine, is your, I mean, for the most part, a good father is a father who's like, I'm cheering you on. Yeah, he might, a father doesn't want to see you mess up or he's always, a father's there who's watching over you. He's there who wants to protect you, who wants to see the best for you. That is who the father is. And so having this perception of God, who is this mean and angry God, how can we have a relationship with someone like that? I remember I used to view God like that, that he was so angry all the time. And if I messed up, that he would just strike me down and I would always be cursed and, and I was so fearful. But that's not what God what, wants. Jesus is saying, look at God as your father. He's there. He loves you. He wants the best for you. He wants to see you just like a father. Even if you don't have a father, this is the perfect way to have who the real father is, is God. And so when we pray, let's have a relationship with God as our father, someone we can trust, someone that we respect, someone that we know we're protected and we're safe. That's the first thing when we begin to pray is having that type of relationship is saying, this is my father. I can trust you, God. Because even before you're in your mother's womb, it says in the Bible, he already knew your name. He's the ultimate father above all earthly fathers that we have. So when we begin to pray, let's pray and say, our father. Let's think about, this is my father. Even if your earthly father was not good, it's okay. Because you have a father who is good who is your real father, who created you. So when we can have this type of relationship and say, our father, the next thing Jesus says is, hallowed be your name. Whew, this is so powerful because it's saying, hallowed be your name, saying, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. If you want things to shift in your room and you just start praising God, you will feel the atmosphere shift. You will begin to feel the open heaven shift when you begin to say, God, I thank you for who you are. I know that you're the almighty God. And you just start recognizing who the God you're worshiping. And then you come into an atmosphere of praise. I don't know about you, but there are plenty of stories in the Bible where even the Jericho wall fell because of praise. When we begin to start to praise, I promise you, the room will shift. The biggest thing is when you just start, recognize who God is and say, God, I just worship you. I thank you that you're a good God. I thank you for the situation that you're going to bring me out of. I know that you, you're going to take me from one level to the next level. I know I can't maybe handle this situation, but I'm already going to praise you for the goodness that you have over my life. And so when we start to praise God, then it's like an acceleration. It's like 
the open floodgates of heaven comes over and God is just listening and he's smiling and saying, this is my child. And he's just so in awe. Power of praise. When we begin to be in the atmosphere of power of praise, we begin to be in an atmosphere of faith. And if we have an atmosphere of faith, that means whatever we pray is will happen. See, sometimes we have weak prayers, and I don't want our church to be a weak prayer. God, I pray that I hope that my son or daughter will stop doing drugs. I pray that whatever that prayer is, I feel like that kind of prayer is weak. We don't pray weak prayers. We pray faith prayers. See, once we open the floodgates of heaven, obviously God knows what you want and he knows what the goodness said. He knows what you want and he knows if you're praying for deliverance over your children who's on drugs, why would you say, God, please, I pray that you deliver my children from drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. This is the time where we say, God, I already praise you in advance for the victory that you have over my children. That is the power of praise, of prayer. That's when God just says, yes, I'm going to answer because it's faith. Faith is what pleases God. Faith is the very thing that activates God. And so when we pray, let's start praying as it is done. What are we praying about? Are we just seeking God? God, I want a new job. Well, God, I thank you so much that you're going to get me a new job. Not only that, I'm going to have a bonus, and maybe I'm going to be the CEO of the company. I'm going to say that in prayer, in faith. God, I've been struggling with depression, but God, I thank you so much that you're going to take me out of this depression. And as I'm getting out of this depression, I thank you so much that I'm going to be used, and I'm going to bring other people out of depression. Come on. If that's the type of praise and prayer that God wants us to pray, don't be praying the those weak prayers. God, I hope you do this. Uh, Why would you pray that? He already knows what you're praying for before you ask. So start praying in faith. Start praying in faith because that is where the power of prayer comes in. The power, there's no power when we come in weak prayers. We're not a weak prayer kind of church. We're a strong, leaving faith prayer that we know who God is and we know that he's going to take us from glory to glory to glory. And so that is the power of praise. When we activate in that realm, we enter into Matthew 6.10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Who? This is where Jesus says, this is the point where you're like, you know what? Hell just came came over. <laughs> lost everything in, during COVID. You know, maybe lost family, maybe lost a job. I don't know. But it's easy to come through to a downward spiral and then start to worry. But Jesus is reminding us, don't worry. God has your back. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. God already knew the situation that you're going to go through. So it's like, God, you already knew what I was going through. So God, whatever I'm going through, I just put my trust in you. I put my trust in you that you're going to take me out of this situation. I was reading this book I just got done with. Uh, It is by Paula White, and it's called Something Greater. And she talks about the trials that she went through. She was a worldwide minister who got a divorce. People just rejected her. She felt like her ministry was 
pretty much dead. It, it was just like, if you ever read her story, it's one thing after another after another. And she says that, you know, your will, she even puts it in the chapter, your will, your kingdom come, your will be done in the midst of where she was probably at her lowest. And through that, she became the spiritual advisor of Donald Trump. And now her ministry is flourishing. It's kind of like sometimes when we go through stuff, we, it's easy to say, you know what, I want to give up. I'm done. But when we put our faith in God and say, you know what, your will be done in my life. I trust in you. And so this is something that every day we work, we should live every day. God, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven every day in my life. How do you want to work my day every single day in my life? I don't know what the plan is that you have for me today, but I'm putting my trust in you every single day. And especially for any entrepreneurs out there, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like if you're an entrepreneur, that's where you have to say, God, I put my trust in you. I trust that you're going to provide, that you're going to pay for all everything at the end. And so the next verse says, Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. This is where Jesus is saying, don't worry. I got your back. Don't worry. Don't worry about finances. Don't worry about how you're going to eat your next meal. Don't worry how you're going to pay for rent. I got you. I got you. And if the Lord can take care of the flowers in the fields, the birds in the air, what more can he do for you? Whatever financial situation that anyone is in, what more can he do for you? Because he loves you more than just the flowers, than the birds. Then, you know, we see everywhere that nature is existing because God is taking care of them. That's the living proof that he provides. So what more will he provide for you? So this is just a prayer where God is saying, don't worry, put your trust. Because I, I know that you're a God who's going to provide for me. I know that you're going to pay for my rent at the end of the month. I know I'm going to have food at the end of the month. I know I'm going to be able to provide uh, food for my children. I know that you're providing every single day. If you can do it for the, the animals and the birds and the flowers and the plants, what more can you do for me? It is a prayer of faith. And then Jesus says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness is one of those things where, who it just seems like, oh, it's a, a lot of people don't want to touch on that subject. Because, you know, sometimes when, well, first of all, we are all somehow messed up in our own way. <laughs> we all have faults. <laughs> and... Um, and other people do. And even with our faults, Jesus still forgives us, even when we don't deserve it. And so he's saying, hey, we're all messed up. Forgive, forgive others because God has already forgiven you as well. So what more? 
And it's so interesting because I'm doing this, you know, I grew up in the church and so I knew, always knew what the Bible said, says about like, you know, self-development and all that stuff. And so I did this season of my life where I wanted to know what secular people said about self-development. And one of the things that I have read through Jack Canfield, he has a, a chapter in there, I don't know his religious background, or um, another lady who is universal. They both, these two books that I read that talked, they both talked about forgiveness. And both of them said that forgiveness can be the stopping stone of your blessing. And I thought, wow, I know what the Bible says. I read the principles of the Bible, but even when secular people are saying this is how detrimental unforgiveness is, I said, wow, how powerful is that? First of all, we don't, we don't deserve forgiveness, but Jesus loves us so much that he forgives us. So thank God for the grace of God. But what more? Shouldn't we reflect that as well towards people that have hurt us? I can tell you there's a lot of things in life that maybe you, that person didn't deserve forgiveness, but you know what? Forgiveness is not for that person, it's for you. Because when you have forgiveness in your heart, the only thing that forgiveness does, it brings resentment towards you, depression, anxiety, people lose sleep over it, and then it affects your health, and you just go into this downward spiral while that other person that you have hold unforgiveness towards is probably living every single day, sleeping well, enjoying life. <laughs> So we think, oh, well, that person hurt me. Yeah, maybe they hurt you and you didn't deserve it. We don't deserve forgiveness. And not only that, but the power of forgiveness releases blessing over your life. It actually helps you sleep at night. <laughs> so even Jesus says right here, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The power of forgiveness. When we pray, let's every person that has hurt us, every event that we want to hold on to, let it go. Because that could be the very thing that stops you from the blessing. Just let it go and say, God, I don't deserve forgiveness, but you've forgiven me. So I'm going to let the very people in my life that hurt me, even though they might not deserve it. But come on, who wants blessing in their life? Even Jesus asked us to forgive. And lastly, it says, Matthew 6, 13, and do not lead us in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So this is pretty much saying, see, temptation can cause us to sin and lead us further away from God. We all have temptations. We all go through things. But here's the thing. In our weakness, it's so important to keep our eyes on God despite the circumstances we're going through, despite whatever we're going through. And this is something that I pray all the time because I, for, for me, for some reason, every time I, I uh, preach, I get attacked so bad in the mind, like for that, that entire week. I'm attacked like I have stinking thinking. I like have low self-esteem. I, I feel fearful. All these thoughts come into my mind, and I just want to shrivel up in fear. And that happens every single time I preach, and I'm like, God, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea why this week, every time um, I would have this attack going over my mind. And the Lord said, he said, because you're preaching, and that's why you're being attacked. And so I thought, wow, 
So deliver me from the evil one who's attacking my mind. God, I need you to protect my mind because the very thing that the enemy is trying to do is when I feel called and anointed to preach the gospel, that I need to say, God, I need you to protect me. I need you to protect me, my marriage, this church. I need you to protect the people around because I am not going to allow the enemy to come and try to bring me down. Each person is, gets attacked in different ways. So now that I'm aware, that's when I'm preaching, I'm like, okay, God, I am going to put my trust in you and I need you to protect my mind. Because if I don't, then I just feel so weak. And when I pray for protection, that's when God really moves in powerful ways. So again, when we pray, God is saying, asking us to recognize him as our father. And then we enter into praise because it's through praise that begins to open the floodgates of heaven. And then let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Put your trust in God when we're praying. Also forgive people as we're praying. And then protect our mind, protect us from the evil one. And let's have God move powerfully in our lives. So this is what Jesus taught us when we, how to pray. This is how God wants us to pray. And I don't know where people are at in their prayer life. But it's when we pray, we see God shift in our life. It's when we pray that we see God answer. I have seen so many, intercession is so powerful for me. Like people who doubt prayer, I'm like, you gotta try it. You gotta give it a try because whew, things will shift in your life in other people's lives. It's amazing. It's like if you really wanna know who, if God is real, pray and ask him and say, God, God, are you real? I want pray for something specific and see him show up. If you want to take your prayer life to the next level and you're like, how do I pray? Well, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. So you can take your prayer life to the next level, but I promise you power in prayer. Every single one of us, I believe, needs breakthrough in our life. How are we going to receive breakthrough if we don't ask? And God is ready to bring breakthrough in your life. So uh, every head bowed. I'm going to ask if anyone has not received Jesus Christ in your, in your heart yet. And you're like, it's time for me to receive Jesus in my heart. I'm ready. That's the first step. No eyes. No one's looking. Just put your hand up and we'll just pray. Awesome. If anyone is here ready to accept Jesus Christ, even our online, if you are online and if you're like, I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ, perfect. You know what the next step is, is prayer. Um, so let's just all pray together. Father God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I declare heaven is my home and God is my father. In Jesus' name. 
And every person here who is like, I need breakthrough in my life. I want to take my relationship to the next level with Jesus. You already accepted who Christ is, but you're like, you know what? There's a tug in my heart that I just, I want to pray more. I want a deeper connection with Christ. I want, when I pray, I'm just going to feel just the anointing of God. If that's you, just raise your hand. Awesome. So I'm going to pray for every person here. So Father God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for every person here. I just pray that you take every person here to the next level, to a next encounter, to, to the next hunger, to the next just deeper, passionate, in love with you, Lord. We just pray for just breakthrough, that we're going to see breakthrough in people's lives. And that intercession is just going to begin to stir up in our hearts. And we're going to see miracles begin to happen. We thank you so much for your goodness. And we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.